Hey, Olden, you got a random segment this week? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show in which we discuss movies, games, and TV shows, not in addition to a random segment. Because <laughs> Holden keeps blowing it. But, uh, I'll br- hey, we've... Tell you What's what, that? I'll bring one next time, and if I don't, then you automatically get the five yuan bill. There we go. <laughs> I'm your host, Jimmy Uthie, joined by my co-host slash sandbagger, Holden Sutter. That's me, sandbagging up as always. <laughs> We've got a great show for you today, highlighted by our review of Spider-Man Far From Home. A little too so let's far. Let's do it, Holden. A little too far, maybe. Or just the right amount. Maybe. Find out. That one movie podcast. Stomp. The Tom's. The Tom's. The Tom's. The Tom's. Holden, you ready? to play some Toms. Jimmy, I've never been more ready to play Toms. Instead of doing the random segment, I was just eagerly <laughs> anticipating Toms for a whole week and a Lots half. Lots of research. Lots of research. <laughs> yeah. Toms is a rapid-fire game in which we rate the news from this week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms, Broca, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Broca is the highest rating, Bombadil is the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Sure Holden. Is. Let's get started. Yeah. Yeah. Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul teased a potential Breaking Bad reunion when tweeting out identical pictures of two donkeys just chilling in the desert, along with the caption, soon. <laughs> Better Call Saul showrunner re- responded to the tweets with a tweet of his own saying, quote, looking forward to this, end quote. <laughs> Of course, we have the Breaking Bad movie coming out in 2020-ish, but people are speculating that since that movie's a sequel and one of those characters may not be alive, (laughs) people are theorizing that the reunion will take place in Better Call Saul, which, of course, Mm. is a prequel to Breaking Bad based on the character Saul Goodman, played by none other than Bob Odenkirk. Holden, what are your thoughts? You hear about this news throughout the week? I did. And then there, there was some other update later on where... They said something like sooner or something like that. Did you hear about that? Sooner. Yeah, I don't. It, it, there was some maybe indication. The, maybe they're just talking about Oklahoma. Yeah. Oh. People from Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. There was no. There was some sort of indication that it was coming sooner than you'd expect. I can't remember what it was. It was like a second tweet or something like that. Um, but regardless, with I, three donkeys. Yeah, with three. <laughs> um, I'm pretty excited for whatever this is because, of course. I love Breaking Bad because who doesn't? Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Love Breaking who's, Bad? who's ever watched Breaking Bad and just been like, I don't like that because yeah. of the quality of the show? It's whoever uh, keeps the Ozymandias episode from being a 10 out of 10 on IMDb. It's at like a 9.9. Whoever that it's those one is. Ryan, it's those Ryan Johnson hate. Yeah. It's the people who watched The Last Jedi and hated it and retroactively went to IMTV and gave, gave it a, and gave a, it a 9 one. out of 10 because they still respected it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But anyway, I, I mean, of course, we both love Breaking Bad and any type of reunion would be really cool. Even if it's a sequel, like I know some people would be upset knowing like Walter White's like outcome, but I would I have faith in vince gilligan that he could do it better than anyone so yeah 
I don't know. Vince, Vince Gilligan is like the man for TV. Oh, yeah. I mean, so I'm going to give this broke up. Looking Hell forward yeah. to it. I got to get caught up on Better Call Saul because I've heard it's even better than Breaking Bad. I've never watched it. So from I multiple people. My brother's very into it. I'm looking forward to watching it someday. You know, I got to catch up on Stranger Things. So yeah, you do. Well. <laughs> so, Broca. Holden, you said Broca? Yeah, Broca. All right, we're moving on to the next one. The Avengers Endgame re-release Oof. failed to outbox Avatar yeah. for the highest grossing movie at all of all time. It really didn't. I mean, it, it obviously, in the overall scheme of things, came close, but the re-release... <laughs> Did they thought it was like gonna work and it didn't? No, it, what it got maybe ten more million dollars. Yeah, the, something which like is that. like a lot, but it, compared to two point six eight billion or whatever that they had grossed, yeah. it's not. Well, it, it's not. It's like overall. astounding to me, like how miserably this went because like they did not add anything of like substance to it. No, like they could have added like deleted scenes. They could have added that one deleted scene of like. Uh, like Iron Man meeting his daughter or whatever, like having a vision of his daughter that was rumored to be in it. And like, there were, there were a lot of deleted scenes that were talked about, but they added like one that no one cared about. And it was an unfinished one too. <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> so I don't, so I don't did know. You, you went and rewatched it. No, right? I didn't. <laughs> you didn't. You said you were, I was going to, You're and then I just, well, I went to Boston and then I just heard it wasn't that good and decided against it. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a. <laughs> I don't know what I want to give. I'm this, gonna give it a bombadil I, because I wish it would have beaten Avatar, but yeah, and I also yeah, wish I'll, it could have been better. I'll yeah, I'll give it a bombadil too. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> Disney in the quest for more money gets slightly uh, uh, delayed <laughs> <laughs> until the next until Lion King comes out and they make another bajillion dollars. Yeah, oh yeah, just wait. Weeks. Uh, Alden, Melissa McCarthy, your favorite actress. She is. I love <laughs> her. I love her in that movie, Identity Thief. <laughs> uh, Melissa McCarthy is in talks to play Ursula in the live-action Little Mermaid movie, mm-hmm. which uh, I have not seen The Little Mermaid since I was about eight years old. Uh, I remember Ursula is the bad lady. She's the octopus lady. The octopus lady. <laughs> I mean, do you think Melissa McCarthy would play a good bad no. <laughs> octopus lady? I don't. No? Well, like, think she's a bad choice. I kind of. I mean, we've never. I don't think we've ever seen her be a villain, and I just don't want her to be like falling over and all the time and like, haha, she's fat and falling over type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> like that's all her humor is, and like, it's, I don't know, and I don't really want her to be funny either because Ursula's like. Little Mermaid's pretty good, and Ursula's honestly kind of an intimidating villain in it, and I don't know, kind of dumb. Do you have Do you have a replacement actress that you can think of off the top of your head? No, no, I don't. What about What about Benedict Cumberbatch? Oh yeah, <laughs> play a CGI octopus woman. If anyone could do it, he could. Mo- he's just in a mocap suit. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the okay this is a slight tangent but have you seen like the the behind the scenes videos of him in his mocap suit when he's playing smog no the dragon in the hobbit movies no i haven't seen that. he's like 
crawling around on the floor. He's just like, what are you doing? He looks so... It's one of those things that he looks so ridiculous, and he's in a mocap suit while doing it. He's dedicated to his craft, Jimmy. He is. I'm going Benedict Cumberbatch. All right. (laughs) Uh, Melissa McCarthy, I think she'd be all right. I'll give this a a Bergeron. You know what? How can you you really be better than Benedict Cumberbatch? I'm going to give it a... I guess I'm going to give it a Bergeron, too. I want Josh Brolin to play it since he already played a large purple man. (laughs) He should play a large purple octopus woman, too. Balance, like all things should be. Yeah. (laughs) That's something Thanos maybe said. Uh Holden Knives Out trailer. We, you know, we we both uh, may love or may hate Ryan Johnson. Oh. I guess I don't know. We both hate him. Yeah, that's what we're going with this week, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, Knives Out trailer. We got one, and it's an American who done it <laughs> with the British guy as the star, <laughs> Daniel Craig. It's a lot of, <laughs> a lot uh, of like you... British and Australian people in it doing American accents. <laughs> <laughs> Was Daniel Craig doing an American accent? He, I didn't he know. Has, he's doing like a Southern accent, I think. Oh, I, I wasn't like paying attention. I just am like, there's James Bond. One thing I did like about this trailer is Chris Evans just yeah. swearing <laughs> away. Because I made such a big deal of that it. That was pretty in, funny. In the Avengers Endgame. That he's like, oh my gosh, Captain America swore. And then this. He swore more <laughs> times in this trailer than he did in the MCU. I think that's what they're really banking on with this trailer. is like, oh, you know Captain America. He's this stoic, just super nice guy. <laughs> and then here he is just like, like yeah, I, I don't remember even what he said. But he's like just yelling at people. It was pretty funny. Uh, I so my overall reaction to this trailer was it was more it was campier than I thought it was going to be. This looks mm-hmm. like a more fun whodunit. Yeah, like kind of like a a lighter uh, hateful eight maybe. Yeah, which is already is just not super, you know, heavy. I've heard it compared uh, a lot to the Clue movie. Okay, um, which I personally I haven't seen haven't it, seen. but I can imagine that would be yeah that'd be similar. Um. I'm not sure if I like that just because I wasn't a fan of the campier act, the lighter, funnier, quote unquote, funnier aspects of the last Jedi. Mm -hmm. And I love Ryan Johnson's more serious stuff. So I will see how this plays. I was hoping this would kind of be more of like a serious, more maybe uh, Sherlock Holmes sort of, uh, Mm approach but um i mean i'm open to it and i think he's a capable director except this week i don't because i hate him uh, <laughs> yeah we do so, hate him. uh so obviously i'm gonna have to give this a bombadil since <laughs> I, I hate ryan johnson i hate ryan johnson too i'm gonna give it a bombadil <laughs> as well but uh no i think i think this movie could be helped though if it's campy just because of the ensemble cast that's in here like there's so many just talented actors a lot of actors that are that can deliver comedy pretty well um tony collette tony collette (laughs) no uh the one of the detectives uh lakeith stanfield uh he's in atlanta and he's also the star of my favorite movie from last year sorry to bother you i still Um, need to see it yeah i've been like eyeing that on hulu for like a month very good um but i i don't know there's just the cast itself is just what gets me excited there's so many talented people here and people that i have a lot of respect for not really any problems with i don't think so i don't know i'm excited for it i'm more excited for it now that i've actually seen a trailer for it 
Really? Mm -hmm. Okay, there you go. It was like maybe my. She was in my top five most anticipated movies of the year. Uh, I can tell you that. I don't remember. And don't go listen to the first episode again. <laughs> As we say almost every other episode, don't go listen to the first episode. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst one. Uh, Olden, J.A. Bayona mm -hmm. uh, will direct Amazon's Lord of the Rings series. He uh, most recently directed our favorite movie of last year, <laughs> Jurassic World <laughs> Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. Thoughts uh, on this? I heard about this, and I was like, well, I don't really care about Lord of the Rings, so <laughs> I didn't care. <laughs> I can, I, I like the Lord of the Rings I can enjoy. I mm -hmm. just, I haven't been able, I like, I read the first book, watched the first movie, liked them, and it's just like, I can't, I think it's just the old style of writing, the Tolkien, uh, Tolkien, if you're holding <laughs> the Tolkien sort of C.S. Lewis style of that old, that not old English, but like er, 1900s, mm -hmm. early 1900s writing. I like just, I don't like that style of writing that they have. Yeah. Or at least I didn't when I was younger. So I just never got into that. Um, but, you know, I, I, and for that reason, I should say, I have a hard time thinking that I'm going to commit to watching a full series on the Lord of the Rings. I'm just going to... And now that it's... Not that I necessarily think Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom was poorly directed. If anything, I thought it was directed better than the movie itself I think every was. other aspect of the movie is what really pulled it down. I think, Yeah, like, I thought that, like, the director did the best that mm -hmm. he could. J.A. Bayona. But, um... After, it doesn't necessarily make me any more excited to watch this series no. now. I'm going to have to wait until a trailer comes out or uh, like reviews start coming in before I determine whether I'm going to watch it. Yeah, I mean, it'd have to be amazing for me to watch it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I still haven't even seen Stranger Things. Yeah, <laughs> There are three <laughs> seasons of that now. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to give this a Bergeron. Okay. I'm going to give it a Bergeron too. I don't really care. There you go. <laughs> Andy Muschietti, the director of the two It movies, one coming out in 2017, the other later this year, is in talks to direct the Flash movie mm -hmm. with Ezra Miller, assuming that it's ever made, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was supposed to come out like two or three years ago, I think, at this point. <laughs> the Batman was supposed to come out like next year. This year. I think next year. Next year? Yeah, 2020. It was, and now it's 2021? something Who knows? Like i don't know um yeah i i mean i really didn't like ezra miller in the justice league movie so i i don't i mean <laughs> do we still do we even still know if he signed on to do it no it could be someone else okay so. well i mean flash just i i like the flash character i don't know i'd see it if it was good that's really all i have to say about it <laughs> i just <laughs> I just don't see myself ever being that interested in the Flash movie. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, it, 10 years ago, I never would have thought I would be interested in a Guardians of the Galaxy movie either. So, yeah. I, Here and, we are. Uh, and James Gunn kind of knocked it out of the ballpark. So, if Andy Muschietti... I mean, Andy Muschietti proved himself very capable with the first It movie. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, he does with the second It movie. Yeah. Uh, if that movie... If the second It movie is also good then that will make me more excited to see this. Yes. If not, then I'll be like, I don't know if I need to. I'm going to go with another Bergeron. Same here. Even though, Bergeron. E 
even though him uh, as the director would make me more excited than mm-hmm. you know J.A. Bayona <laughs> yeah. being the director or something. It gets me a hair more excited for He's this He's proved himself at, le- at, at once so far. We'll see maybe twice. That's like, yeah, like M. Night Shyamalan. And now he only makes good movies. <laughs> <laughs> sure does. Including Glass. Including Glass, our favorite movie of the year so far. Yeah, too bad we didn't get to make our podcast on it. <laughs> <laughs> Quentin Tarantino is adamant that he will only direct one more movie after mm. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Brad Pitt confirmed that he is quite serious about his 10 film rule. Uh, people are talking, or Quentin Tarantino himself has explained that he has felt like he has given everything he could to the medium of film and that after his 10th movie, he would like to pursue you know, writing plays, writing novels, that sort of stuff. So Mm -hmm. he's still going to be doing things creatively, uh, creating content for us to consume, but uh, probably not going to be in film or television holding thoughts. Uh, Well, I mean, uh, good for him for sticking to his his promise, I guess. And I mean, if that's what he feels his limit is, I, I I respect that. It's cool that he's still going to be creating things creatively, but uh, I mean, and I'll be sad that he'll be done making movies since I always uh, enjoy them. But yeah, good for him. Yeah. Um, the other thing, a couple things. A, I would be ex- really excited to read a Qu- Quentin Tarantino novel. Yeah, that'd be, I, think that'd I, be awesome. I would be. I, I hope he goes to <laughs> the the author route more than the the playwright route personally although imagine seeing like a quentin tarantino level like gun battle on stage or something (laughs) (laughs) uh the other thing i wanted to talk about is the star trek movie Mm -hmm. with bad robot jj abrams company and tarantino that has been sounds like it's back on with Mm -hmm. the news we got last week would you be okay with that being his last film or would you rather see him produce it have someone else like a maybe like a Dan Trachtenberg uh, direct it who has worked with Bad Robot in the past for like 10 Chlorophyll Lane. I think it'd be kind of well I mean on one hand I think it'd be really cool to see Quentin Tarantino direct a sci-fi movie since he hasn't done that that'd be interesting but on the other hand I don't know if I want it to be a franchise property I don't know I want to see a Quentin Tarantino Star Trek movie I don't think I want to see Quentin Tarantino's last movie be a Star Trek movie. Yeah. If that makes sense. Okay. If this movie was the Star Trek movie number nine, and then Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was number 10, I think that would be fitting sure. because he's described Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as his most personal film. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I hope he changes his mind, but also good for him for sticking to his guns i'm gonna give it a broke yeah i'm a same good, here. big fan of quentin tarantino unless he's not a good guy sometimes <laughs> <laughs> broke man there we go daisy ridley teases an epic battle between ray and kylo ren in star wars episode 9 the rise of skywalker now this might seem kind of obvious but uh i think it's just kind of good news to know you never know if they were gonna do like they were maybe going to battle, and then she's like, no, Kylo, you should be a good guy. And he's like, yeah, I should be a good guy. And then they go fight Darth Sidious. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Smith. Which could happen. Maybe this is the end of the second act, and then those two team up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so at least the 
conversion of Kylo Ren if it does happen, which we'll have to make bets on later. Yeah. But uh, if it does happen, it's not going to be until after the second, the ending of the second act. Yeah, for sure. Or as the end of the second act. So, uh, and we'll get an epic battle. So I think this is good news. I'm going to give this a Broca. I'll give it a Broca too. I, I too love epic battles. And, uh, before we move on, she did describe it as like while they were filming it, there was so much. So like the Hollywood Reporter story we did or we covered uh, back when they showed all their photos and interviews of the episode nine, the first real behind the scenes look at the movie. Uh, they showed like this picture of Daisy Ridley and uh, Adam Driver fighting in like the rain almost or what. That was part of the battle she described, mm-hmm. and she described it as epic while they were filming it she said it just felt awesome felt so cool she can not wait to see what the final product looks like I'm so sure, I'm when sure. an actor is that into it while they're filming it that gets me excited i'm sure fighting in front of a green screen really does that to you <laughs> george <laughs> lucas olden i've got a, some breaking news for you Ooh. Mo- <laughs> movie pass is a mess <laughs> yeah <laughs> what <laughs> yeah, i heard about this <laughs> it's it's funny because movie pass has been a mess basically since it started yeah uh statement by the company on twitter quote due to maintenance related issues movie pass services have been put on a temporary hold once we have resolved these technical problems the service will be live again we estimate this process will take several weeks we sincerely appreciate your patience and to quote some people are speculating that the service will never come back hold on your thoughts i mean honestly i thought it had been dead already <laughs> <laughs> it's been a revelant for a while people are like nobody has it anymore yeah they kept changing the service all the time and mainly people now have just reminisced on like the golden age like the movie nine pass. months where movie pass was what it started out as it was as a wild ride while ten dollars ten dollars a month unlimited movies no restrictions or you could see only see the same movie once mm-hmm. but no restrictions as to when you could go way more theaters available than they had later on and then they kept changing it and changing it and changing the prices and all this that lasted about nine months people saved so much money going to the movies and movie passes <laughs> <laughs> dug itself a hole that it certainly seems like it won't be able to recover you know what uh i'm gonna give it a a bombadil because rip the golden days of uh movie pass yes bombadil rip the golden days of movie pass holden that's all the news i've got you have some news that you would like to add on before we move on Mm. to our review of spider-man i'm too far (sighs) i don't think i do i was trying to think of more movie news but i can't think of anything there's a jumanji trailer yeah, there's a Jumanji trailer. Want to talk about it that? looks fine. <laughs> Bergeron. It lo- yeah, it I kinda like uh the rock acting like Danny DeVito. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I'll we'll go see. see it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give I'll give it a yeah, I guess I'll give it a Bombadil too. It's kinda it's kinda the same. <laughs> I think I gave it a Bergeron. Or yeah, not Bergeron. There was also a Mulan trailer, but I kind of halfway watched it, and then that was it. We could we we could mention that briefly. I think Mulan has a great potential to be in live action. I'm kind of excited for it. 
I mean, yeah, I, I don't, I haven't seen the movie since I was very little, and I've only seen it once, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, well, not the, it, I don't really know anything about it. Well, and I, it's a true story. I think it's based off a legend or something. I don't know. I don't really know much about it. I haven't seen it in quite a while too. Um, I don't know. It, it it looks the trailer looks pretty good. I I'm excited for that. I'm gonna give that a a brokaw. There we go. I'll give it a Bergeron since I don't know anything about it. All right. Uh, all right. Let's wrap up Tom's for this week, or whatever it's been. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> It's, it's all Jimmy's summer. fault. We were waiting for him to see Spider-Man. I saw it the night it premiered. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry, man. Uh, let's get into our review of Spider-Man Far From Home. All right, Holden, let's start off with non-spoilers. Overall, what did you think of Spider-Man's second movie, in the MCU, Spider-Man: Far From Home. It's, it's I quite liked it actually, and I want to see it again. I might have liked it more than Homecoming. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of torn a little bit because I overall I liked it. I'm trying to decide how much I liked it. Mm-hmm. There are things that are in it that I like a lot. Yeah, and I think are some of the best things in any Spider-Man movie. Um, there are other things that I think are awful <laughs> yeah and not good and other things that are just kind of mediocre well so um there's one thing that you mentioned to me that i mean obviously we'll get to this in spoilers that you really didn't like in the movie and i agree there's one scene in yeah. particular that is just t- terrible yeah. in my opinion uh, to me that that's like even though that scene's really bad it does not really affect the rest of the movie for me because like while i was watching I it say, i was like yes. why is it doing this but then after that i was just kind of like whatever yeah that's what and i will qualify it with that so mm-hmm. there's one scene kind of halfway ish through the movie that i just did not like it takes a big turn you'll know what it is as soon as you watch it because the edited, editing was edited completely <laughs> just differently from the rest of the movie i think it's edited really not i just seems really dumb it just seems like an old movie yeah when they edited it like an early 2000s superhero movie when they edit it and i think the acting's not great the writing i believe is like just terrible mm-hmm. in that scene uh yeah you'll know it as soon as you see it and i will qualify it with that scene did not set the tone for the rest of the movie no. the rest of the movie it's just kind of an exposition dump and the rest of the movie is not affected by it at all sure. and is great so um yeah yeah uh in terms of like plot this movie was i thought it was kind of interesting yeah ways it took i mean it, it definitely had thought things that i thought were going to be in it um the whole him going to europe I mean, obvious. I mean, that was obvious from the trailer. <laughs> what? <laughs> Spoilers. Believe it or that. not, he goes to Europe. Um, he goes far from home. And I mean, it it, it juggled certain things like uh, him him trying to be you know student on the trip and also trying to be a hero and not really wanting to do the hero part but having to do it because with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> yeah. um, but I and I expected all that to be in it, but there was a lot of other things. A lot of spoiler things we can't talk about that I wasn't really expecting, and I liked it. 
Yeah. Um, so I'm going to get to the things I liked. One of them, um, which I'll elaborate more on in spoilers, is the action. I think the mm-hmm. action in this movie is fantastic. There are certain sequences in particular that I think are complete, just exceptional. Mm-hmm. Uh, visually, um, really well shot cinematography. Uh, from a cinematomer- cinematography standpoint, <laughs> cinnamon toast crunch. Uh, the cinnamon toast crunch, crunch standpoint, and the action for me is a huge plus. Uh, and once again, Tom Holland reaffirms that he is by far the best live he, action Spider-Man. Oh yeah, he's so we've good. ever had. He is so good in the role as and, Peter Parker and as Spider-Man. And he's like, just he is Spider-Man to me now. He is. And, and in going back and looking at the Tobey Maguire movies and even to Andrew Garfield performance to an extent, they just seem so out of place compared to Tom Holland. I think Tobey Maguire's a good Peter Parker, but he's not a good Spider-Man. I don't really like any of Andrew Garfield's. I think bits. Andrew Garfield would have been a fine Spider-Man had the movies been better. You know, I don't yeah, think that was necessarily Andrew maybe. Garfield's fault. I think Tobey Maguire is just a 30-year-old man. <laughs> he is. <laughs> He's a 30-year-old He's man not playing believable. a teenager. <laughs> and to be fair, they're all 30-year-olds playing teenagers. Tom Holland's so, just the least 30-year-old out of all of them. Tom Holland's actually not yeah, that no, he's, old. He's, you know, like, he's like our age. He's like a year or two older than us, I think. No, I don't think he's... I think he's my... Well, I'm a year older, a year or two older than you, uh, I guess. True. So. <laughs> That's where all my wisdom comes from. Yeah, that's why he's the one in charge. Yeah. I wear the pants in this podcast. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, Tom Holland, great. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. Very good. You liked him a lot. I did. Okay. I think I need to see it again. Because, once again, this is one of those areas I was torn because there were some scenes. I loved him. I I thought he was brilliant. Other scenes, I'm like, I don't know. I and I think I need to rewatch it. I was kind of like at the beginning of the, like towards the beginning of the movie when he was first appearing, I was like this kind of just seems that, like a role that anyone could play. Yeah, that's and, what I was thinking towards the beginning. But the movie as the movie goes on, I, I think, think particularly the second half, he really I think it's yeah, it shines Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. More. I I don't know. I think he's very good as Mysterio. And I think Mysterio is a strength to this movie mm-hmm. overall. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah. So Mysterio, one of the highlights for me, especially, you know, I think I may have said this before, being Spider-Man 2 on the Xbox and the PlayStation 2 was the first game I ever bought. <laughs> so Mysterio plays, a he's like one of the big side villains in that, like the biggest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and look him up on YouTube. He's hilarious in it. But uh, so I have very heavy nostalgic ties with Mysterio. Uh, so I... Never thought I would see him on screen. Love seeing him on screen. I thought they did a lot of great things with him a as classic a character. character. Classic Mysterio. <laughs> um, so Jake Gyllenhaal's performance overall good. We're going with and mm-hmm. um, yeah. The one of the things that did not do it for me was the humor. Uh, I thought a lot of the jokes didn't I land think it and on seemed him. out of place. Um, uh, I'll let you speak. Yeah, on. I think it depended on what it was focusing on. I thought like some of the funniest bits were uh uh Peter and MJ. Yeah. 
I thought their uh, their chemistry together really worked for me. I liked how awkward they both were. I related to that. Yeah, they were I'm both awkward. awkward. That's what I liked about it. Is like yeah. it wasn't just like <laughs> Peter's like, oh, gee, I'm so awkward. Like MJ yeah. was equally as awkward yeah. in this movie. <laughs> And that provided some solid laughs. But, yeah, some of the, uh, like, actual jokes in the movie didn't work as much uh, as they maybe did in Homecoming, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I, I understand that, you know, Spider-Man is one of those movies that it's it's half a comedy. As, as much mm-hmm. as Guardians of the Galaxy, you go to that and you're expecting the movie to be action comedy. Uh, more so than, like, you know, Captain America. You know, even though there's yeah. humorous moments in it. But, like... Comedy is such a big part of Spider-Man. I understand why they ha- put a lot of it in it. I thought there were parts that they didn't need in it, and they still put it in it. Uh, mm-hmm. And for me, a big one of those was, like, they have these chaperones, the teaching chaperones on this, because it's, like, the science trip they're going on. Yeah. And they did a lot of jokes with them, and I I don't know if I found any of them funny. And they did a I found- lot of them. I found some of them funny, but there were there were too many, and there were there were a lot of jokes that could have been very easily edited out and didn't add mm-hmm. anything to the movie. So, and I didn't find those funny. So that's like the problem. It was like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think it was, for me, it was just kind of a mixed bag. I think more probably landed for me than didn't, but it was kind of split. Yeah. Um, and when it's split and there are that many jokes, there are a lot of jokes that don't land. Um, yeah. And for me, it's a it was a regression. I think the MCU, it reminded me of early MCU humor, and so in that way, I think I think the MCU had really gotten the balance of, you know, humor with serious moments, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. Whereas early on, it was like the humor would impact the serious moments and take away from those moments. Um, in in some of the the films at the beginning of the MCU, I think this mm-hmm. ki- that kind of happened again in this movie. There's some particular moments when it's like, oh, let's try to be funny here, and it's and it's one thing if it's actually funny, and it's another if it's not that funny, and it also yeah kind of takes away from a a more serious moment. And mm-hmm. that happened to me at least once in this movie. Probably I think a couple times if I if I went back through it, but um so you know once again didn't ruin the movie for me no uh i i overall quite liked this movie holden is there anything else you wanted to add uh i i am really the the spider-man theme that's like written for this version of spider-man is growing on me i like didn't remember it like i i before this movie i could not have told you like or like hummed it I'm not sure I still could, but I could definitely recognize it. I quite like I, it. I I like it too, but the problem for me is I keep getting it mixed up with the the PS4 one, because <laughs> the Spider-Man PS4 theme is excellent. Yeah, and that and ever and they're similar, they're similar to each other. Yeah, I guess they are kind of um, similar. I was gonna say overall the score was fine. I didn't think it was a huge improvement over the Homecoming score. Uh, Michael, I think I liked it more. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, Michael Giacchino, it's his second go at it. He adds more mm-hmm. themes, but I didn't think, like, I didn't think the new stuff. I, it didn't stand. I don't remember any of it. I don't remember it being good. Maybe I was mm-hmm. too engrossed in the movie to pay attention to it. But uh, I'm a huge fan of Michael Giacchino. He's right up there with John Williams for me. I did not think 
this was in his upper echelon of his of his writing but um you know it wasn't bad by any means um, um it was a little generic y in some spots okay. for me. uh beginning of the movie how did you f- did you feel like they went to europe too quickly no i thought really no i thought they were okay yeah for me it seemed like really just kind of sudden like i knew that's where the bulk of the movie was gonna like happen but i don't know it, i feel like they they could have spent another minute or two doing something i don't know swinging around the city yeah t- fighting fighting work. rhino and forgetting the helping Jamie Foxx but then forgetting his name <laughs> yeah and then Jamie Foxx being like it's time to light my candles <laughs> <laughs> hey, this movie uh, it's no amazing Spider-Man 2 uh, let's put it that way yeah that's that's true we can all agree that's the best one <laughs> <laughs> alright Holden overall non-spoiler review score of this movie what are you going to give it I'm going to give it an eight out of ten i'm gonna match your eight out of ten that's what i was thinking i think all right i think this movie could grow on me it i will say this uh obviously not spoiling anything this movie got has gotten me really excited about a potential third spider-man movie with tom oh yeah and that to me is set up to be the best it has the three. this movie has I think the best mid credit scene of any MCU movie. <laughs> and I a think very just in general important mid credit scene. Yeah, it's it's very good. I was like that entire mid credit scene. I was just. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is. It was yeah, stick around for the end credits. You're going to. Yeah. I mean, obviously with the Marvel movie, very important for this one. All right, Holden, let's get into spoilers. <laughs> Right. What do you want to spoil first? Uh, let's talk about mid credits since we were just on that mid credits scene. We right. have mid credits l- a lot coming at us. Yeah. <laughs> so first of all, I knew this one going into the movie because of something stupid that I saw. But J. Jonah Jameson, you <laughs> played by J.K. Simmons again. How did you know that going in? Okay. So I like didn't I I was like staying away from everything. I wasn't reading anything. And I was flipping through Facebook and I saw a post that like JK Simmons was at the red carpet for the movie or something. Yeah, like I just saw buddy. like I just saw like a collection of photos like it was in my uh it was in my Facebook feed and JK Simmons was there and I was like, "Well, why else would he be at a Spider-Man premiere?" Well, I don't know. <laughs> I that was great. That was I think everybody yeah. in the theater was like, yes. <laughs> I mean, like you cannot recast him. I mean, no. the guy in the Spider-Man PS4 is great, but he doesn't look yeah. like J. Jonah Jameson. Like his voice acting is spot on, mm-hmm. right up there with J.K. Simmons. But J.K. Simmons is J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> I mean, they are inseparable in live action. It's so good. <laughs> he's, it's he's like, balding in this one, which is. <laughs> different but yeah <laughs> but I, uh, I'll, I'll take if, it yeah i'll take it too i it it kind of that kind of threw me off but i was whatever i if you go back to the sam raimi spider-man movies and just look up clips of his, like his scenes they're so funny they're excellent they're they're, they're like the funniest parts of those movies <laughs> <laughs> and like just like the fast pace of dialogue in those scenes it was it's it's crap crap i can crap give it 250 for that one yeah, <laughs> just going through the photos. 
yeah this him him in the spider-man suit <laughs> there's not <laughs> a the deleted desk. scene is that it i think that's actually in the movie no i think that's a deleted scene i don't know maybe i don't know i don't know anyway i remember it maybe i watched the deleted anyway scenes. that's just half of it yeah that's just half of it and then the other half of the movie which uh the post or other half of the movie other half of the scene um is mysterio right before he dies uh basically sends a broadcast or record or records like basically frames facebook live event (laughs) yeah basically frames spider-man for like everything that went wrong the greatest illusion Uh, of all yeah and it was very good and he reveals uh peter as spider-man and spider-man's like oh crap and that's how the scene ends (laughs) um it was very good i was like jesus christ (laughs) it was a lot to take in in the mid-credits scene yeah i i was i kind of saw something like that coming when he was like um what does he say at when it was part of him when he terminates terminate them all i think he says when they're like oh yeah Edith, what do you you know what should i terminate all the commands he's like yes terminate them all i'm like well that's not a very good way of phrasing that <laughs> i thought like the in that moment during the movie i thought the machines were like he misspoke and the machines were gonna come at him again i'm like oh great not yeah. another stupid peter parker mess up when the movie was over <laughs> uh but it wasn't like that thankfully but then of course it comes back up in the mid-roll scene but i was like wait god that was probably the best way of phrasing that while i was watching the yeah. movie and obviously i was that significant was, <laughs> I, that's just like that's crazy to me that now in this next spider-man movie or whatever next movie that he appears in he's gonna have to be dealing with that that's just that's that's something that we've never seen before in the movies and it's not really new. yeah and like the villain often knows but now it's like everybody yeah and like the daily like, bugle I mean, isn't that well trusted it seems like so like mm-hmm. he might still be trying to it's interesting you know we'll see what yeah. happens well i mean like vulture in the last movie figured out who he was but protected he's like, his identity and, yeah he's protecting his identity but now i guess he doesn't have to hide that he knows anymore <laughs> Well, we'll see what happens. Do you think we may, may? Do you think we'll get a Miles Morales, or do you think Peter Parker's know. too young still? I think Peter Parker. I think he has to get a little older. Yeah. I would. Yeah, I think we've we're still always that from might that, be maybe. in like the the next next phase of. Yeah, I don't think it's the Marvel next phase. Um, um. Yeah. Oh, I was I was surprised uh, that neither of these scenes had anything about like scorpion or anything in it why is that because he was in the he's in homecoming yeah he was in homecoming and i think they were like they were kind of maybe teasing a sinister six thing which i mean i understand if they're not going that route yet but i had that that, oh that could be the next one right yeah maybe i but i was like really surprised that me in the uh in in the uh, cast listing up until the movie's release, I had been seeing the guy who played Mac Gargan like listed in this movie hmm. and he just wasn't. Well, there you go. They got you. So I wonder if deleted scene maybe, or just fooling me. They're fooling you. It was, probably took place in New York at the beginning, but they removed it just to <laughs> irk you. Just to <laughs> irk me. Jesus. Um, 
Kevin the... Feige's just sitting there. <laughs> He's got the he knew, tesseract he, he knew specifically in his hand. That me, that Holden, co-host of that one movie podcast. One he was of his he, he listens. He sends us mm-hmm. emails all the time, but we just reject them because you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Then the other uh, credits scene is the second one, uh, which has scrolls in it. I don't know if I like this one. What it did, uh, did it, it? Okay, definitely. So obviously, you're listening to spoilers, so you know what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Fury and the lady I always forget her name, uh, uh, Maria Hill. Maria Hill both turn out to be scrolls the entire time. It's Ben Mendelsohn and his wife. Mm-hmm. And, yeah and they're like that life. was difficult trying to be them <laughs> i had no idea what i was doing guess and so you find out basically the nick fury and the lady's name i already forgot <laughs> maria hill <laughs> maria hill were scrolls the entire time and i don't know if i like that twist and reading some articles on it they were not like it was kind of like they were 50 50 on whether they were going to put that post-credit scene in um i mean obviously we'll see how this like works with the mcu later and it might work better i liked it from the aspect of the entire movie nick fury seemed really weird to me like he seemed like in almost every other movie he's kind of like this like just this overseeing force that like helps various avengers through their things or like has intel and stuff and he's kind of this calm composed guy most of the time in this movie he's kind of like angry a lot and he gets he he gets really mad at peter for like kind of minor things yeah i don't know it he he seemed weird and that i I think that's supposed to be explanation although i think this movie had one of the cooler nick fury moments that will now be like wiped away is when <laughs> Maria Hill. <laughs> Maria Hill, yeah. <laughs> it's a struggle. Maria Hill shoots the drone right in front of him when he's standing in the window. I thought that yeah. was pretty cool. He just is like, yeah. Yeah, that was that <laughs> with the with the rocket. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. Yeah, so Nick, I mean, classic it, scroll Nick Fury. That that scene <laughs> that scene wasn't as good as the uh mid-credits one, but I thought it was decent. Yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah, we'll see what happens, and if that if Nick Fury in space plays out to be an mm. important thing in the rest I'm of sure this phase. But then again, they said it was like a fifty-fifty call, so we'll see. No. We shall see. We got a spoiled Mysterio. Uh, yeah. Well, we already we already did. Well, Holden did, and I had to edit it out. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> I remembered to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, Mysterio's a villain. What a surprise! <laughs> yeah, I was no hoping he, I was hoping he wasn't gonna be, but I'm like, same here. I was like, he's totally <laughs> just making all of this up throughout the movie. It, uh, I the way they did it was interesting. I, I mean, the, as is, soon as the, as in the, the scene, bar scene. No, no, just like the the way his Stuff his character, worked. I guess. Like the way how he was how he was an ex uh, Stark employee Stark employee yeah yeah. and I thought it was interesting they tied it to that scene from Civil War which kind of had no purpose in that movie and I'm sure they didn't think about it at the time but it was kind of a scene that was weird I don't know um but yeah uh, that's kind of the point where Jake Gyllenhaal starts like really shining 
because Jake Gyllenhaal is kind of this cool, slightly un he he's he plays a good slightly unhinged character. <laughs> I liked um, it when he just lost it. That was my favorite yeah. part. It's when he just like freak starts freaking out <laughs> at people. That was that was my favorite part of his performance. My least favorite part was the beginning through the bar scene, I think. Yeah, should I, we talk about that bar scene? So the scene I was alluding to in the non-spoiler review was the bar scene, which I thought was just terrible. Yeah. It was just like, <laughs> wow. And, and first off, it's one of those things that it's like, this is this very intricate plan to get his glasses that what like what how did that doesn't make any sense when you think about it and i'm willing like I, i'm sure there are people who are going to be really bothered by that who like look at plot like it's a plot hole like that yeah. he makes this very convoluted this, plan okay. to get his glasses this is the same universe where there was the bad guy in civil war had that even more convoluted plan that didn't make any sense okay sure which i don't so remember like, well, yeah, I'm like I'm willing to like look past the. I'm, lo- I'm willing to look past that too. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, like his whole scene where he's like, "Wow, look, we're the bad guys." <laughs> Remember, it's like, man, that was so easy. Tony Stark is dead. <laughs> I love. I did love the part when he's like, "Get this stupid costume off of me!" Like this is ridiculous. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Look like an idiot, <laughs> which is dumb because he could have designed it any way he wanted to. It's like it's your fault that it looks dumb, or it's someone else's fault. I bet it was that lady who was steaming the cave. That was a dumb joke. I'm sorry. That was like they kept <laughs> cracking that joke in the middle of these scenes. There, he's like losing his mind. I mean, I guess it plays into his unhinged character, but I just thought it was dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first time it was funny, but then, yeah, it kept going. They just, yeah, I was like, this is okay. Um, um, but then, then it cuts to the guy. He's like, he's like, well, I'm, I'm. If it would have just been like, I'm the Mysterio guy. I'm the guy who designed this great holographic thing, and Tony Stark didn't see it, and then renamed it Barf, and that's a, kind of a jerk thing to do. If it ended there, whatever. But then it cuts to like, you're the guy who gets yelled at by Jeff Bridges. <laughs> yeah, brought back my favorite line from the first <laughs> Iron Man. Tony Stark built that in a cave. <laughs> the box of scraps <laughs> <laughs> every time i watch the first iron man movie that that line makes me laugh because it's just like he just yells out of nowhere <laughs> it's like the i don't know what to do yeah <laughs> <laughs> or her which bridging him in the couple of fire the dumbledore it's exactly. it's up there <laughs> and it it's just cuts good. and it just completely took me out of the movie and it's it, just like this montage of everybody it getting just keeps screwed flashing over. back to all these different movies and it's like it's so bizarre you, you don't need it there no it keeps like it keeps was connecting it like, and it was like these... black and white too wasn't it was, was it a cut i don't i don't know i just remember it was like very cheesy cutting back it was like a lot of like <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then they were like yeah and i thought like just the acting of the extras was not good in that scene they like <laughs> they it looked like they were like being told off screen all right now look like you're celebrating okay good now we're gonna try it out a couple of different ways and they like didn't know what was actually I, being talked about yeah i don't i don't get it like why they thought that was a 
the best way to go about it. They could have gone. They could have done almost anything. Even like he didn't Jake need to Jones have Hall. another t- a whole team behind him either, did he? He no. could have just been the only guy. That makes way more sense, and his secret is safer. And it even if he had just get like like talked about it like and without all the weird editing and flashbacks, that would have been significantly better. <laughs> Like, I mean, it's sure it's still an exposition dump. This in a game. <laughs> I guess it wouldn't have had that part. But <laughs> I was just like, what is going on? It's just like it nosedived right in the middle of the movie. Um, but it recovers. It recovers. The, the final action scene well. is, and, is pretty and good. And the Mysterio as a villain gets some great moments. Um, yeah. So the whole the the hallucinate hallucination sequences are very good. And that's what I was alluding to in my non-spoiler stuff. Um so yeah. So the low of the movie is the bar scene. The high point of this movie I think is easily the hallucination sequences which are so well done and mm-hmm. so disorienting and just super well choreographed and plotted out and they were Excellent, 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 it, excellent. It was so hard because, like, the way that this movie is uh, in the... The way that Mysterio is portrayed in this movie, there is a lot of times where I couldn't tell if it was reality or not. Which is, the like, the point. It's like... Yeah, and especially, yeah no, it's, like, it's good. Nick Fury, like, shoots him. Yeah. And it turns out that he's still part of the illusion. I, like, kind of... At first, I was like, oh, Nick Fury got him. He's going to somehow get away. But then he's like... What who you know who else saw it? I know you said someone. I'm like, oh no, this is a trick. Yeah, it was. But I mean, just like he's so clever in the way he uses it too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we can't talk about Mysterio in this movie without mentioning his parallels to Syndrome in The Incredibles. I don't know if you yeah. were thinking this while you're watching it. <laughs> I definitely but I was did. Totally like he's Syndrome. I can't remember what it was. I meant to take note, but there was like a certain line in this movie that he says that I was like, that sounds like straight from Incredibles. <laughs> I can't remember what it was, but yeah, he is a lot like Syndrome. He basically, like a live action he's Syndrome. basically Syndrome in this movie. Mm-hmm. One, a, nut, a very subtle thing they did with Mysterio's character that I liked and I think added a lot to him was that he did not want to kill Peter Parker. When when they yeah. like when they gaffed up, or they when they gaffed, and Peter got his hand on the projector of one of the drones, he's like, "Sure, darn it!" He's like, he talks, <laughs> he yells it's at like, the dang. Now I have to kill Peter. <laughs> he yells at the guy who got yelled at by Jeff Bridges. It's like <laughs> Peter Parker's blood is on your hands. He's like, and and I have to kill his girlfriend. So I, thought, I like uh, how I like how so there is some genuine stuff in his yeah some connection in his uh, deception because like I think he legitimately liked Peter and like had a yeah. relationship with him and because ultimately Mysterio wants to be a hero right mm-hmm. I mean but it, like his way of coming about yeah, it like is initially twisted. is very is, yeah it's bad yeah um. Another thing, this is a small gripe I had, was, like, they never really explained his pre-drone technology. I imagine it was some sort of other drone, mm-hmm. but they never explained it, right? Yeah, that's, they, they only I never showed, thought about they that. They only showed the post-Tony Stark, all the drone 
drones. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I yeah, I never thought about that actually. So I'm like, <laughs> what? Did he just need a lot more of them, or what's going on? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It also kind of reminded me of those like drone <laughs> light shows they do at like the Super Bowl halftime and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um. It, the uh the the powers the drones have were kind of confusing too because like the drones can shoot things but like i don't understand how they can cause all that destruction by like making like say like the the water the guy water. Like, punch or whatever yeah like and how, how, where how do does, they get the water from yeah and also how do like the how do the guns like cause that destruction i yeah i don't, I don't know. know it's whatever it, it's, I, it's, that's, i don't uh, it's doesn't matter which brings me to the point i wish they hadn't killed mysterio off in this movie because he's so cool imagine like a sinister six movie where it's like just a bunch of or like a movie with the sinister six in it and it's just a bunch of these like a-list actors playing villains fighting spider-man oh would be great that'd be so good we should we should that should be a segment sometime maybe in an off week where we cast the sinister sticks yeah and just pick out some villains. I mean, we already got Vulture and Scorpion, so two are taken care of. Well, you don't have to have Scorpion. It doesn't have to be the set six villains, does it? No. You can well, Scor- mix and match. Scorpion was in the original six. Anyway. He is in the uh, Spider-Man video game. Sure is. Spoilers. Spoilers, I guess. Um, Even though he's like in the E3 trailer for that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let me see if there's, I'm looking at my notes here. Oh, one thing I wanted to, we didn't really talk about the romance that we talked a little bit about MJ and a little bit. I thought the romance overall worked for me in this movie, especially MJ Peter stuff. I don't think you necessarily needed that Brad Davis character love triangle thing. I didn't think he added that much. He just kind of seemed like a jerk. It didn't yeah that i mean and really like the they were awkward that, enough that there was enough like conflict and like tension there that i don't think you needed to add another layer on top of that well they they make it mj says something early on that or like halfway through the movie or something that she's not even interested in brad so it's like but then brad's still in it so it's still like a conflict even though you know it's not a problem that, i don't know that drone should have just killed him yeah, that's the only thing I think he added to the movie was like Peter was like trying to get the thing deleted off the phone and then like he misused the drone and everyone's like I uh-huh. shouldn't do that Peter <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't do that give your glasses to the bad guy yeah exactly <laughs> I don't know that was it's very convoluted but I I liked it I, like I said yeah I really I really like Zendaya as MJ yeah she's very good she's like weird and stuff and it's just mm-hmm. and she's not like <laughs> if you look back at the the sam raimi movies it's like she's always just getting kidnapped or <laughs> screaming and she's doing like nothing <laughs> she's always like leaving peter yeah. for no reason <laughs> and then so this is refreshing she takes out a drone with a mace um, one yeah, of the things cool. that I thought it goes along with the humor is like the person who wrote this is like obsessed with people <laughs> like calling things the wrong name. Like there are a couple times when it's like, it's not the London bridge. It's the tower bridge. There's like, there's one of those moments and they're all around. Um, John Favreau's character, happy. <laughs> oh, I, d- I did not notice it's that like, at all. It's like, <laughs> Yeah, I found you guys because of uh, Flash's 
live stream. He called it the London Bridge, but I figured it out because it's the Tower Bridge. And then he's like, he picks up the spear or the whatever it's called, and he calls it a spear. And then like, it's actually a blah blah blah. It's like oh. that's not funny. Like <laughs> it's. And I also thought I the thought- part when they're like, oh, let's just. I'm in love with Spider-Man's aunt. I did not think that scene was funny either when they're just like confessing or whatever before yeah. they're gonna die. I thought Peter Tingle was pretty funny. Peter, I thought that was funny too, but it was spoiled to me in a TV spot that I didn't want to see that like came up oh, when I, I was watching something it. on Hulu. I didn't change it in time, so that was kind of spoiled for me. Oops. And the and the fact that MJ finds out who Peter Parker is, or who Spider Man is. That also yeah, spoiled liked, for me in a TV. I, like, I didn't want to know that well, in a TV spot. That was like in one of the first trailers or something uh, that she figured. Yeah, it was in like an actual trailer. Okay. I haven't really seen many it TV shouldn't, spots. It shouldn't have been anyway. No. It, at least for me. But um, yeah, that, I think their their romance worked for me. Mm-hmm. I, I was I was feeling it. I wanted them to get together. I liked them both. Yeah, they have very they good cute. chemistry. Uh, Brad can go be mean somewhere else what do you think of ned and his girlfriend it was okay i thought yeah i thought so too. i knew they were gonna break up at the end yeah i and i mean ned wasn't as funny in this movie as he was in homecoming no. i thought he was still pretty funny he, he was more hit than miss um yeah and i don't know i it was it was i guess the relationship was kind of funny i at first when it started i was i was iffy but yeah no, no. Yeah, cool. Ned, Ned is hilarious in the in Homecoming. Oh, oh, I I completely forgot to mention that the opening like the school the uh the news report at the yeah. school. I thought that was so funny. I thought parts of it were funny. I thought the marching fan disappearing and then reappearing <laughs> was the funniest part of the movie. Probably that was really good. <laughs> um, what were other good bits in that? I don't I don't remember. I like I I liked the uh, I did like the tribute at the beginning just because of like the different resolution of the photos yeah and there was like one that had a Getty Images watermark yeah I thought that was fun <laughs> I didn't I don't know if I needed that like the very very beginning of the movie mm-hmm um but uh yeah I think like oh, like I said overall I liked the strengths of this movie so much that it uh, outweighed the weaknesses which there are yeah. st- some considerable weaknesses to this movie one of them that we haven't talked about one of the strengths i should say is the pacing this movie is whips yeah, by it's quick. and i like i was sitting through this i'm like this is a long movie but like i thought that and it was like the most complimentary way i could think that i was like this hasn't yeah. felt like a long movie at all i mean like it's it's gotta be just around godzilla length godzilla yeah. king no, of all the monsters it's... I don't think I I don't think I looked at my watch an entire at all in this movie. And like as much as I like going to movies, I often do check my watch at least once. Really? So I this yeah, so this like, movie I I was like keep it going. I mean, it just kept giving mm-hmm. and giving and giving. Um yeah, I think like I said, action was a big strength for me. Um and yeah so i think this i think this spider-man movie has some of the best action sequences of any spider-man movie yeah probably not the best spider-man movie overall i think that spider-verse spider-verse look at all the spiders yeah is is (laughs) probably holds the top spot 
I don't think it's even. I I think that's by far the best one. Not even a competition. Yeah, I think I think that that movie is is so much more polished than this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'd have to watch it again. But I just be maybe due to the action sequences, I would like this more than Homecoming. Yeah, I think uh, Homecoming. I guess I've seen it a few times. It, Homecoming it do, it, doesn't. It's not as good on subsequent viewings. Yeah, if I don't I like watching it. I still really like Michael Keaton in it, and that's a draw. But yeah, it's it's not as entertaining multiple times. Which I think this one will be. Mm-hmm. Um. So there you have it. Quick guess to wrap it up. What is Spider-Man Three going to be called? Uh. <laughs> it has to include the word home. Oh, it does. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man. Home again, home again, jiggity jig. <laughs> Spider-Man <laughs> Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> Spider-Man. Sp- Spider-Man homophobe. <laughs> Hope not. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a that'd, that'd be a real curveball Spider- for Disney. Sp- Spider-Man homeostasis. <laughs> uh, I'm out. Uh, Spider-Man <laughs> homo sapien. Spider-Man comes home. Spider-Man comes. <laughs> Spider-Man's back home. <laughs> Spider-Man, this is home. New York City. The city is home. Part one. All right, that wraps up that. We're going to go on to what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? Holden. What have you been up to? I have a lot to talk about. Oh, well, Jimmy. don't talk about it all. <laughs> <laughs> um, Breeze through. So, and we got to wrap <laughs> this up. We're, we've been rambling. We talked about um, Spider-Man. I've got a bit to talk about, too, so hurry up. The uh, Keep up the, the pace. The biggest thing that happens to, has happened to me since my last, uh, since the last recording was you I had went a to kid. Boston. You went to Boston. Pretty close. I went to Boston. It was pretty fun. I was there for four full days, um, and it was cool. I saw the sights. Um, I saw various little small-towny things since I was with my girlfriend, and she lives out there, so she knows a lot of the, the cooler, smaller things. Um, but, yeah, it was cool. First time seeing the coast. Uh, pretty neat. Um, but while I was out there, I had a really cool experience that I texted you about. And it was it, it was very brief, but I thought it was really neat. It was I uh, was in this uh, in the city of Boston, and I saw them filming a scene for a new Ryan Reynolds movie called Free Guy. Um, and I can't remember if we talked about this movie on the podcast or not. Um, but I looked up what it was about, and I remember hearing about it previously. It's I a think Disney we have. movie. Huh? Yeah. It's, it's a Disney movie about a bank teller who figures out that he's a, a background character in a video game. I think we talked about this. Okay. Um, but it was really... It, it's bizarre seeing that filmed in real life because, like, what we what I saw being filmed was, like, it seemed like the beginning of a car chase sequence or something uh, in this kind of side street in Did Boston. you see Ryan Reynolds, like, from a... I did not see oh. Ryan Reynolds, no. Um... But I, I saw, like, these cars, like, they chased after each other. It was, like, a 30-second uh, filming thing we saw. Um, but 
the honestly like as cool as like the chasing was because it, it looked like in a movie the weirdest thing for me was like the background extras mm-hmm. <laughs> because like it looked like, like the way that they walk and interact with each other like it looked like from a movie but it just like wasn't quite how real people do it on the streets and so it looked like it was in a movie there was like some kid who did like a kick flip on a skateboard or something <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was bizarre it was so cool i i uh gushed about it for the rest of the day um but uh beyond that i've watched several movies uh i watched uh the 80s movie stripes oh i I watched it uh it's okay i think it it probably doesn't hold up as well as it was originally it's a comedy right yeah bill murray 80s comedy doesn't do it for me fight me yeah i don't it's, it's, i don't think it's that funny i'm sorry it's bill murray so i think it's funnier than most of them would be because i think bill murray's pretty funny but uh i don't know i also saw the original carrie which is not very good <laughs> that's it may Stephen be a classic yeah. yeah it may be a classic but the original does not hold up it's not that good um i saw the movie searching which All came I out last year i just thought about that yesterday yeah Honestly, I just well, thought about this movie. I haven't seen it. I've heard it's great. Yeah, it's very good. I uh, watched it on the plane because the plane I was on like provided it, and I was like, "Oh, what? This is like a perfect movie to watch on a laptop." So I watched it. It was very good. I quite liked it. I won't say anything more because it's. Uh, I don't want to spoil. Yeah. Um, I saw Phantom Thread. Yeah. Haven't yeah, seen that it. was real good, Jimmy. You need to watch it. I think you'd really like it. Yeah, it's, it's a, uh, I mean, I, I, you, you at least kind of know basically what it's about, but it's like, it's a premise of a movie that wouldn't interest me if it wasn't made by Paul Thomas Anderson and uh, Daniel Day Lewis, but it's, it's pretty gripping. Mm. Recommend it. And then the last movie I saw was Rocket Man. I went and saw that in theaters. How was that? It was pretty good. It's like a better Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh wow! So it's gonna win Best Picture, huh? Yep, I guess so. <laughs> no, it, I mean, because the, the movie is like, it is Elton John's life, but it's interspersed with a lot of musical numbers. It's very fantastical, and it doesn't take itself, like, literally, and I really liked that. And also, um, uh, the lead actor, Taron Edgerton, uh, from Kingsman. Kingsman. He, yeah, he does really good, and he does the actual singing, and he's really good at it, and I liked it. Um, uh, beyond that, I watched the new season of Stranger Things, which you, you still need the to whole watch. Thing already? Already, I watched it in forty-eight hours. Oh my gosh! Isn't that eight <laughs> episodes? Yeah. Gee whiz! No, I, I was like enthralled. This season, I've I don't heard think it's, it's very better, good. Yeah, I don't think it's better than season one. It's better than season two, but it's like the first three episodes are like setup episodes but they focus like completely on the characters and like where the characters are were very like i enjoy watching it and then fourth episode on i could like not stop i literally watched the fourth through the eighth episode in like a a span of like uh, 12 hours probably it was it was so good wow i loved it um is it ending after four seasons is that correct it's either four or five i can't remember I want to say four. But I don't know. Might be right. Hey, you know what? If they got an ending in mind, go for it. Because so far they're three for three. Um, 
And then I watched all the way through Haunting of Hill House, Jimmy. Haunting, Haunting of, of Hill House, House, Jimmy? Yeah, Haunting of Hill House, Jimmy. No, Jimmy. There are two episodes of Haunting of Hill House. It's the middle two episodes that are astounding. I'm like... The I've heard episode. there's a, an amazing oneer in one of the episodes. Yeah. Is that in so the, the sixth the sixth episode is like pretty much except for like the last five minutes or so, it's all filmed to make it look like one take. Um, there's some obvious editing just because like part of it's flashbacks and stuff, but like the longest sequence I think is like 17 minutes or something. It's and that's pretty incredible. Um, but the other one, the fifth episode, has to be like the most emotional it's the most emotional episode of the season and it's i it's probably one of my favorite tv episodes i've ever seen wow how's the rest of the season though the rest of the season's very good it's not i mean it's not quite on that level and i mean i never thought like oh this is down from that episode but it just that was like the highlight it was so good and then yeah you need to watch that it's it's amazing all right, just another thing uh, I have to watch. Is it scary? Yeah. <laughs> what is it scary? Uh, I didn't find it scary, but I'm also not easily scared, so I don't know. You might. It's creepy. Uh, and then last and probably least, uh, just a cu- a few video games <laughs> I've been Boy, playing. Build it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's fine. And last and probably uh, least, what Jimmy did this week. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I started playing God of War oh, there like you a go. few hours ago. What a terrible uh, game, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty <laughs> awful. No, I I just did the stranger fight at the yeah. beginning. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm liking it so far. I don't have a lot to say. Uh, my youngest brother Logan, he bought Super Mario Maker two. I've been having a lot of fun making some levels on that. It's pretty fun. Um, also, I said my brother's name because he wanted a shout out, and he's mad he's never gotten a shout out on this before. We haven't so shouted him out. Nope. I'm I think pretty I've sure we did. To him. No, he I gave us I've... the Oreos. What the heck, Logan? He's like lied to me then. Yeah. What a wow. Logan, you're a liar. Um, he's basically the... one character from a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the uh, and then the very last thing I started playing a game on my Xbox. Oh, we got Xbox Ultimate Game Pass. Oh yeah, I've heard that's a good deal. Yeah, you if you pay one dollar, you get the Ultimate Game Pass upgrade for however many months left you have of gold, up to like how and that can be more than two years. And we have like two and a half years on it. Yeah, so so, so you get that. for one dollar, you have Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. Wow. Um. And so I'm going to play Shadow of the Tomb Raider. That'll actually give me an excuse to play it without spending money. Um, but I started playing... <laughs> I don't know if it's worth spending a dollar. <laughs> I uh, I started playing Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. Have you I, heard of yeah, this? Yeah, no, I, I've heard of this game. Well, I, I should yeah. say I, I've seen it, and I'm like, why haven't I heard of this? Because it looks great, and it has yeah. great reviews. And I had, like, never heard of it before, like, a it's... PlayStation sale. Well, and see, the thing is, it's an indie game. Okay, it's maybe like, that's one. Like you, it well, and you look at it, and it looks. It does like this, not like, look like an indie game. No, it doesn't. It's really good. It's, it's. There's combat in it, and the combat's good, but that's not like the main focus of it. It's definitely more of like a story-driven. Um, uh, it's right up my alley. Uh, and there's like puzzles in it too. Ooh. It's 
it's good. I you should you should get it if you ever find it for cheap. Anyway, that's my really long segment done. Um, I think the God of War stuff that will surprise you is are the puzzles and the exploration. That uh, mm-hmm. I think the puzzles is what really surprised me that I really got into. Well, uh, both that and Hellblade are uh, Norse mythology, so I'm playing two games consecutively that are Norse. Wow! Norse why don't mythology. you just sit down and have a Thor marathon while you're at it? Huh? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I got my platinum trophy in Horizon Zero Dawn, mm-hmm. and here's like my final little spiel on Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> it's kind of like Spider-Man: Far From Home for me. There are things <laughs> I absolutely love about it and are great, and there are other things that I'm like, well, this is not that great. and for me the side stuff was very monotonous i just didn't do it i was like this is very repetitive uninspired stories and there's like for me i wish they would have just done like they have like 30 side quests you can do just like in the without even going into like the dlc and i'm Mm -hmm. like just give me six stories that are like an hour each and and they could be longer or shorter or whatever but just give me six solid stories because it's like they introduce these characters in these side stories and then you're like supposed to remember who you are who they are later and you're like i yeah i don't know like you just (laughs) you're the one person who just spits out generic time no there are one or two that are actually decent but it's like yeah. most of them are very forgettable, but they treat them like they're these masterpiece side quest story arcs that are worthy of like another... St- I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's all you got to say about that. And I... I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but I mean, and it's just highlight because now I'm going back to Red Dead Redemption. I'm... I'm going to try to finish it before the end of the summer. We'll see how it goes. I'm like halfway yeah. through it. um and i haven't played it for a while but just going back to red dead redemption 2 and playing it playing the the side quests are just brilliantly made they're just as good as the main story stuff they're yeah crafted they're excellent acting beautifully animated and they're just unique experiences. Every single, it's like it doesn't feel repetitive at all. You're doing all these. You're introducing these really cool, weird characters that can be off the wall or just very interesting. And it's just like this stark contrast of that, and then just like over the shoulder shot generic dialogue. Over the shoulder yeah. shot generic dialogue. Go to this location. Scan for this. Go to another place. Find this person. Fight machines. Do it all over again. Which is like every single side quest in Horizon Zero Dawn. But that being said, yeah. I really like that game. I highly recommend it if you have a PlayStation. You gotta play it. See, I think like the thing that keeps the side quests okay for me is just like it's more of the gameplay. Yeah. I guess. I mean, you and just, it, and it's like an excuse to fight a particular machine. Mm-hmm. But like I could have just gone to that place and fought that machine. You know, it's like it didn't... I did not care about the stories in any of those side quests. And I found myself... Mm-hmm skipping through the optional dialogue a lot what do you think of the uh, dlc uh i thought it was all right i thought you kind of overhyped it probably i didn't think it was as interesting or as impactful as you had made it sound it was like no it's well be. i mean it isn't uh for me i thought it just like some of the stuff they elaborated on with the lore was pretty interesting yeah um but 
I also I think the final fight of the DLC is better than the final fight of the actual game. Yeah. But uh. um I last thing on Horizon Zero Dawn. I think the character silence is stupid. All right. There we go. I said it. I don't think he's a very <laughs> compelling character. He's supposed to be. I like silence. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> I'm glad. I wish I did. Uh, other than that, I finished playing Blood and Truth, the VR game that recently came out on PlayStation VR. It's an action game. It was all right. There are things I liked about it. There are other things I didn't like about it. This, I think the story took itself too seriously. And there's a lot of like just standing there listening to generic dialogue. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, let's get on with it. But then like the action set pieces, is, the action set pieces are a lot of fun. Um, okay. But then it just there were some weird glitchy things with certain, equi- like you had like a pump shotgun thing, and like half the time I the the pump wouldn't work, and then I'd just get shot to death, and I'm like, well that just is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't I don't know anything about it. So. Yeah, it's a pretty fun game. Yeah, like it's a it's a fun thing to show off virtual reality with. It you feel like an action hero, you feel like James Bond or Bruce Willis or something. Um, sure. I also downloaded the Spider-Man Far From Home PlayStation VR experience. Have you How seen this? Have you seen no. this? You <laughs> actually get to web sling. Really? Like through, uh, I mean, it doesn't look great. But like, for being a free experience that seems like it was built by like three guys in their garage over the course of a month. It's pretty cool. Like I'm sure it's better than the homecoming one. Yeah. But you like you start and you just like it's like they have like a free play mode and you just run off this building and you jump and you're just literally falling like a thousand feet and you can web sling. And it's pretty okay. legit. It's not like and it's not like New York City. It's kind of just like generic PlayStation two city. <laughs> but it is pretty it's pretty great for being free and a little it the the possibilities are like the potential for it, I should say, is very exciting. And sure. I think it's definitely worth trying. Uh, other than that, you know, I haven't really... I don't think I've watched... Oh, I watched one movie. Um, <laughs> I was going to use this as, as a joke, um, but I forgot. I was going to... You were going to say Spider-Man Far From Home review, and I was going to say Spider-Man Far From Home. I thought we were doing Annabelle Comes Home. Oh, you forgot. <laughs> <laughs> and then I didn't do it. <laughs> but uh, there's the joke spoiler alert it's not a great movie (laughs) it's pretty it's all right it's not scary at all in my opinion i'm not gonna see it um i think there's a uh yeah there's like this discount miranda uh miranda cosgrove is that right yeah Yeah. she's just like a lady who kind of looks like her in this movie and she's dumb and are you talking about the babysitter or the t- or the kid the no there's the babysitter the kid and then the babysitter's friend who comes oh, in okay. and messes everything up and that's who she is the uh the kid in that movie is in haunting of hill house and she's very good in that. she's pretty good and um the babysitter is pretty good too and actually the ed and lorraine warren patrick wilson and vera Farminga are like more in the movie than i thought they would be and their scenes really? are the best parts um of course <laughs> Not, I, w- I don't want to say they're in the movie a ton, but like I didn't expect them to be in the movie at all because I didn't like watch any trailers or anything. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, if you like the Conjuring movies, it's whatever. If you like the Nun, I guess you'll like this too. It's fine. 
It's fine. That's not terrible. It's just not good. Yeah. Um, I think that's about it for me. I'm probably forgetting something, but that's all right. We blab Jimmy, a lot What have enough. you been doing that's been keeping you so busy? <laughs> watching sports. Watching the <laughs> watching the uh, women win the World Cup in America. Oh, yeah. That's right. That happened. Yeah, they did that this morning. There were three soccer finals today that I watched a lot of. Oh, okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, so congratulations to the Women World Cup champion United States. Good for them. Yeah, there you go. That's pretty much what I've been doing is watching soccer and baseball. I gotcha. I gotcha. Because I, I only watch the most boring sports. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't watch any sports. So there you go. All I'm right. A gamer. He'll live, leave us with some insightful advice to part uh, us off with. Hey, so if Jimmy doesn't want me to keep droning on for my segment, maybe he should, you know, watch movies regularly and we can actually make regular episodes. That's my advice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my advice is why don't you come up with a random segment? Since you're supposed to make one like three months ago, you sandbagger. (laughs) All right, signing off. We'll see you next week or no, we're not done. Why aren't we done? Because we need. uh, What are we doing next week? Next week we're doing a movie. We're doing Midsummer. Are we doing what's okay? We're still going. Holden, I tried to end this. (laughs) I apologize for people who are still listening. Obviously, you've listened this far, so you definitely don't want to listen to us anymore. Next week is Stuber and Crawl. So we're gonna do Midsummer. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think my brother, my brother really wants to see it. It's two and a half hours, so that's. Gonna I, be I saw that. I was like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> and I heard it's like a slow-paced movie too. So. I don't want to like watch another Hereditary for two and a half hours. Yeah, we'll see what. It, uh, I think we'll maybe do that next week. Maybe we'll do in a topic. Who knows? Maybe we'll do some more Black Mirror. You know? Maybe we'll. Yeah. Maybe we'll maybe actually we'll, watch Black Mirror. Maybe we won't do one at all. <laughs> we'll we, have an episode. We'll do one. We'll have an episode. And I'll do. There yeah, will be another I'll, episode. <laughs> and I'll do a random segment by next week. Okay. Or else I forfeit the five yuan bill that I have in my wallet. Social uh, media visit, stuff. Yeah. Visit our Facebook and our Twitter and email us at gmail podcast at gmail.com. Patreon. Yeah. If you want to do that, that one movie podcast. Top on patreon appreciative thanks for listening to us we have some exciting news we have over 700 listens so far we just bashed the benchmark today and uh thank you for listening to us so we greatly appreciate it and we'll keep going we will until i kill you holden which will probably be soon so we might not be going a whole lot longer yeah it's (laughs) that pent-up frustration with no random segments (laughs) it's gonna lash out all right We'll catch you next time. Adios. Love you. That's nightly news for this Wednesday night. I'm Tom Brokaw, and I'll see you along the way.